Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590. Hey, good morning, gardeners. Yeah, it's cold. All right, this is the coldest we have been in quite a while. Now, this is no real great consolation here, but this is not the coldest weather we've had to deal with, but it's close. I mean, I have all kinds of faucets dripping slowly to make sure I don't lose any pipes, don't have any of them freeze and burst. And what you wake up to this morning is going to be warmer than what you wake up to tomorrow morning. It is, this is one of those Arctic blasts. And you know, it's not so much just that it's cold. That would be enough in itself. You know, what else do you need being this cold? It's, you know, miserable. But the wind, I mean, we have this, uh, the wind is going to be cranking up on top of this cold weather and the wind chills are going to be terrible. Now, there is a possibility. I don't think they're considering it to be like a guarantee or, you know, a severe amount. But we're looking at the possibility of freezing rain, sleet, Nobody will say the word snow. They say the word flurries. So the freezing rain is a bad thing because it freezes on the wires, it freezes on tree branches, and can break them. That means power loss. And it's also particularly nasty because if it freezes on them and you have this super high wind going on, that's really going to stress the wires. It's going to stress the tree branches. It's going to be an ugly day tomorrow. We don't look to get above freezing until sometime Wednesday. That's a couple of days. Uh, That long, cold temperature is the bad thing. It can be one thing where you go, oh, we fell below freezing. But we were only below freezing for just an hour or two, you know? No, we're going to be at least, at least 24 hours, at least 24 hours below freezing. That's bad. That is bad. That what gets the pipes and plumbing to freeze. So took care of everything I could yesterday, put caps on all of my outdoor uh, spigots. So that'll help protect them from freezing. Turn water off to lines that I don't need to have water in right now. 
I've got some jugs of water, some five-gallon carboys full of water, just in case. And all of our batteries for, like, our cell phones, they're fully charged. So I don't want to have to experience a loss of power. And I don't want them to turn my water off because the line broke somewhere else. But I'm ready if they have to. If something causes a power line to break and suddenly I don't have power, I'm pretty much prepared for it. Um, I could be a little better, but I don't expect this to be the freeze-pocalypse type cold weather. And I don't expect it to be the ice storm. That's like the Monty Python sketch. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. I don't expect these things to happen. I know they could, but I'm more than reasonably well prepared for it. At least I'd like to think I am. I'd really like to think I'm prepared for it. So I hope all of you are ready for this. And the really scary thing is this doesn't tend this time of the year doesn't tend to be our coldest part of the year. The end of January, the first couple of weeks of February, that's when we get the brutal stuff. That's when we get the long term, lots of time uh, um, below freezing. This is kind of like um, a precursor. Hey, guess what? We're going to give you an example of how bad it could be. We're not going to be the worst, but we're going to show you how much it's really going to beat on you. Best thing you can do is um, make notes, figure out what, where the weak points are. Oh, I don't have any backup water. Or son of a gun, I didn't get all of the winter clothing out of the closet or the blankets or who knows what. So it's a test. It's a test. Fortunately for us, it's not really a pop quiz because we had plenty of warning that this was coming. Now, let's talk about this cold weather. 24 hours at freezing or below, and we will definitely have 24 hours like that. We could have as much as 36 hours below freezing. That's hard freeze. That's no more tomatoes, no more peppers. Root crops will probably be okay. Beets, carrots, turnips, they may do all right. And normally things like broccoli and cabbage, cauliflower, they're very, very cold hardy plants in the first place. But we will be in a range that's going to be even a little cold for them. So you might want to cover them. Now, do not believe that frost cloth is the be-all, end-all, and will protect your plants from freezing. 
Frostcloth will protect you for a few degrees, four to six degrees if you cover the plants. We will be so cold that even with the frostcloth, it will be below freezing underneath it. So it kind of doesn't serve a purpose for you. So keep this in mind. We may lose some crops. It is early enough in the winter planting schedule, you could replace them and still get a harvest. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, dealing with the cold this morning. It is cold. We're going to have long enough cold that you're going to lose some plants. Now, which plants? Oh, that'll depend on the health of the plant in the first place. Number two, most of our native perennials are prepared for this weather. They're used to it. This is where they evolved. So they can handle our environment. But many of your plants will go dormant. And sometimes that can be pretty seriously dormant. I mean, um, they'll look dead. They will freeze to the ground. I have lantana growing and it has looked really good this year. I mean, it's, it's, given me real late season blooms, uh, lots of color, look good. Well, right now I'm pretty confident that it's gonna freeze back. And that's okay because it kinda has lasted a lot longer than I really wanted it to. So this will give me the opportunity once it warms up and I make an emphasis on that once it warms up, because I am not dragging my backside out in this cold weather, especially in this kind of breeze, then I will trim it back. I don't have to worry about it right now. It's, it, it, it's doing what it would normally do. But this kind of cold gives me some opportunity because it will freeze back the plants that I'm going to want to trim back anyway. So this works out kind of nicely. Now, I really wish there was a way that we could get the freeze without the risk of damage or without even worse, the risk of having to drive on frozen roads or the cold weather breaking tree limbs and breaking branches but this is going to help move us along in the season. This is what we need to see to get us going to look forward to spring. Now, is there anything that uh, we can be doing? Yeah, stay warm. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that really is the best you can do. It would be really nice 
if you have, uh, I emptied my bird bath. I didn't want to risk breaking the bird bath when the water in it froze. The minute the temperatures are starting to get warm again, you want to put water back in your bird bath. The reason for that is that's how birds stay warm. They take a bath to get rid of all the nastiness on them so their feathers will fluff up better. When that happens, it allows the birds to create like an insulation barrier around themselves. So it seems silly, but when it's really cold, that's when birds will get in the water to take a bath. They are getting really clean so that they can get that feather fluff that they need to uh, keep warm. Now, I don't think I'm going to fill it yet because it's going to be cold for a couple of days yet. I'm going to have to wait until we're sure that we're going to be above freezing so that it doesn't freeze the bird bath and break it. But that is something that you should keep in mind. It's something that will really help out the wildlife. Now, I had a surprising amount of birds yesterday traveling through my property. I had a flock of probably a dozen robins. Hadn't seen them much this year, and son of a gun, they were out there in the cold eating bugs, which I appreciate them doing that. That means I don't have to take care of those bugs. They'll do it for me. And they sure did a good job. They they were like an army marching across a field, all in line, just uh, plucking up every bug they could get their hands on. So we get that benefit. It Yeah, it's cold. And those animals are like, well, I really wish it was warmer. But the fact of the matter is, They're doing just fine. We can give them some help by things of making non-frozen water available. Now, I can't do that yet because uh, I don't want the, the dishes I put it in to freeze and break. But as soon as I can, I'm going to run out there and, and get some water on the ground for them. In your garden, I hope you all took care of your irrigation. Now, I don't know about your yard irrigation like you have in your turf, but if you have some in your garden, you want to be careful. It may freeze. And if it does, it can, it can break on you. It can burst. Now, um, my drip irrigation, I never had that happen. 
but it's because I never kept it fully charged all the time. It didn't have water in it all the time and loaded it up. Because it's drip, the minute you put water in it, it's going to drip out. So that was easy to take care of. Turn the water off so there's no water going to it. And son of a gun, it all drips out. And it drips to the point that I don't have to worry about it being um, pressurized and risk that it may burst. Your home irrigation system should be similar. It should be similar that when you turn the water off, the, the sprayers will drip out the last of the water. So it doesn't stay pressurized. Now this, uh, of course, I'm not doing it when it's this cold. I mean, I'm not going out in this weather. I already mentioned that like a zillion times already. But this is a good opportunity because when we're this cold, we really don't need to make a big deal about watering. We don't need to worry about whether our turf and stuff gets water because we're um, we're we don't need it. Our plants aren't demanding water right now. So this gives you an opportunity that when, um, when we get control of the freeze again, when we're above those warm temperatures, you can take and flush your irrigation lines. Usually the last one in the line has a cap on it and you can take that cap off, turn on your sprinkler system and it will push that water through there and flush out any stuff that gets in the way. And by that, I mean dirt, bugs, junk and keeps your irrigation system flowing well. You should do this with your drip system also. That way you get, um, get the best performance. You don't have to work, worry about clogs. You know that everything when you turn on the water is actually getting water. And then you'll be ready for spring. Like I said, this is not something you got to do today by any means. But if you, at, when we warm up, you can put this on the schedule because this can only, this can take only like a couple of minutes to do. So put it on a checklist that you're going to make sure that you flush your drip lines you will see that it will save you a lot of hassle later. You won't have to be worried about when we get here in summer and it's super hot and you go to turn on the irrigation and son of a gun, you got clogged emitters and 
somewhere along the lines of your garden beds, you see plants starting to die because they're not getting any rain. Hopefully, we're only looking for short-term cold. No guarantees. No guarantees at all that we don't get ice storm. There's a chance of precipitation, but right now they're really talking low numbers and not very much ice. But remember, it doesn't take much ice to start breaking power lines, tree branches, or make the roads impassable. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We're going to break for the bottom of the hour news. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, gardeners. Man, that weather is biting. You know, and I shouldn't... I have grown more seasoned in my life because when I was a kid, I grew up in the Midwest. I wasn't even a kid. I was probably 25 working for this company that it got so cold up there, they had to turn off the natural gas because there was such a drop in pressure that they weren't able to heat homes. And the problem with that, obviously, people didn't like it. Well, that number was a minus 70. Yeah, minus 70 degrees. Not a soul on the road. It was just brutal cold. So I shouldn't complain. Although, like I said, as I've become a more seasoned individual, um, just because I've handled that doesn't mean I ever want to deal with it again. Folks, let's go to the phone. This is Stephen. Stephen, what can I help you with? Hey, Jeff. Um, you know, thanks for all your help on everything. Um, good news about this cold weather. My uh, my ryegrass is finally slowed down. It's growing because it's like every weekend I was mowing it and, and, and getting probably eight bags of clippings from it. But uh, the question I got is um, uh, I have a couple of container trees that I've been growing on my patio and just waiting for them to get bigger and healthier. And then I was going to move them into the ground and, um, basically one is a red maple and I think the other one is either a white oak or a post oak and they're in containers on my patio and, uh, I gave them a good watering yesterday with some rainwater. Uh, but now the question is with this really cold weather that's going to hit tonight, should I move those into my garage? You will, uh, you will not risk the trees at all if you do so it's just look you've put effort into these you want them to grow up that five minutes i'm i'm assuming you're not talking like 30 gallon containers right no 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 these are i don't know what size they are but they're probably no they don't go up to your knee and they're probably not bigger than 
you know, 18 to 24 inches diameter. Can you, you know, I have, a, I have a dolly, you know, so I would just ah. scoop them up with the dolly and wheel them into the garage. That's a pretty mature tree in reality. And mm-hmm. those are trees that you're going to put in the ground. So once you put them in the ground, they're at total whim of the weather. So yeah. you may protect them now and next year will get even colder. Yeah. But there's no loss, absolutely no loss to go ahead and protect them. So if you can wheel them in there. I I just sort of been nursing them along and trying to get them as healthy as possible. And then once they they really look good, um, then I'm going to put them in the the ground probably next fall, you know. Um, But it's funny because it was the first time I bought a tree on mail order. And uh, I don't think I'd ever do that again um, because Uh. it it was from the Arbor Foundation. And, Literally, they were like a twig or something. <laughs> I mean, I was really surprised. I mean, it was just a skinny little twig. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to throw this thing in the ground. I want to put it on the patio where I could, you know, take care of it throughout the summer and make sure it's got plenty of water and, you know, seaweed and what have you, you know. But, well, uh, yeah, okay. I uh, appreciate your help, Jeff. I- I'll probably just throw them in the garage for a few days, you know. Yeah, no harm to the trees. You're just, hey, I'm making sure it's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, take care, Jeff. Stay warm, and I hope uh, your your plants, uh, the majority of them, survive. Uh, so do I. Thanks a lot, Steve, for the <laughs> okay. call. Um, yeah, folks. You will never hurt a plant by keeping it warmer than the outside temperatures when we're talking winter okay if you suddenly wanted to put you know a a plant in a greenhouse when it's 105 degrees and the greenhouse is 140 degrees that's a bad thing but when we're this kind of cold that extra step of protecting the plants will not harm a thing, even if they don't need it. Even if, ah, it's a native tree, it's two-inch diameter, it'll be just fine, and you go, no, I'm going to put it in the garage, do so. Great. You're just able to protect it some more. And no, you are not making it, you're not spoiling it as in giving it better treatment than it normally would get. Your plants will acclimate. Just because they're not outside now because you protected them doesn't mean they won't be able to handle this kind of cold. Once they're in the ground, once they're more mature, once they've established some good roots. But you sure as heck are not going to plant things this weekend probably not before Thursday if you're planting anything. So, hey, go ahead and get them under cover. Yesterday, my wife and I worked and slid a big uh, blood orange that I've had for years and years into my garage. And I closed the garage and guess what? They get no light and it'll be fine. 
It'll be fine. I'll take it out again. Maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. I'd like to see a longer term report because we still show that we could get down to 25 next weekend. I hope that's not with a ton of wind. I hope that's just cold. But it can stay undercover in a garage for longer than it's going to be currently cold. Your plants will survive a day without sun. They'll survive several days without sun. And if you got things that you're like, man, I really want this plant to survive and it's in a container, if you can move the container to a warmer location, do so. That's the easy answer. Now, I hate to rub this in. You know, I really, I'm not gloating, okay? But if you got up this morning and went, oh my gosh, and you had done no work over the last couple of days to protect your plant, to at least narrow down which ones you need to cover and take care of, that's on you. We have had warnings of this front for several days now. If those plants were important, you should have started taking care of them or deciding what to do with them long before today. You're probably a little late if you think, oh gosh, I got to water everything. You're probably a little late on that. And that was another prep thing that I had to do yesterday unhooked all the hoses so that the water that may have been in them drained out, didn't freeze, and burst the hoses. If you're just now looking to cover that stuff up or take care of it, you're behind the curve. You are behind the curve. We got lots of warning about this weather coming in plenty of time. So let's say you're looking out the window and you're like, well, what else can I do? Do I need to protect something? Right now, probably not. You're really not going to give any big advantage if you haven't already uh, covered, protected, moved inside, something like that, your plants. What the big thing is going to be is we're going to have to really watch from late tonight through tomorrow and that's going to be the precipitation chance. Because we will be at cold enough temperatures that we could get freezing rain. And that freezing rain and ice, we know what happens. It weighs down the power line and the stiff breezes make them break. It gets our branches on our trees frozen. The wind makes the tree move and bend and it snaps branches. That's going to be the thing we're going to have to spend the most time paying attention to. And that's going to be uh, late Sunday night through Monday morning, highest amount of uh, precipitation. 
And remember, a tenth of an inch of ice will make your car spin out. So if you have to be out in this cold weather, heads up, guys, okay? Please turn your lights on. I cannot believe people drive in the dark with their lights off. But um, we have some things we're going to have to watch for uh, tomorrow into Tuesday. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. Going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, it's cold out there. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying it because some of you are just now getting up. It's really cold out there. Um, my... Local temperature says it is 36, but it feels like uh, 30. So going to be a pretty cold day. And tonight is going to be worse. Oh, hang on. I'm sorry. The screen didn't update. Temperature I have is 24. And that's a heat wave because with the breeze that's going on, it feels like 13. Yeah, not a great day. Let's go to the phone. This is Scott. Scott, what can I help you with? Good morning. Two questions. Uh, last week I had called in to, to start preparation, and you had asked me about plants that I was concerned about. One of them is called Liriope. The other is called uh, Gold Lantana. Would those all fit into the category of natives that would be, have a better chance of surviving since they were recently planted as in early October? Yes, they would. First off, the lantana should freeze back every year. So you're going to lose whatever lantana is growing, and you can trim it back. Just leave a little stub so you know where it's going to come up. And when the wa- weather warms up, it will come back, and you'll have it for next year. You'll get your blooms, etc. cetera. Liriope, um, you, you may freeze some of the leaves, but not all of them. And it should survive this weather. The worst that will happen is it may get a little ugly, but it should come back, and you can either trim out or let those leaves be. If they die, they'll wind up being removed by the breeze. The plant will disconnect them. The wind will blow them out of the way. But both of those plants are good choices for here in Austin. Thank you. The second question that I had is, is that I was still doing my weekly watering for the grounds, but I, did, I omitted to do an additional one within the last 48 hours. Is that going to be problematic in general, given everything is in a period of quiescence? Uh, no, it should be okay. However, if you can sneak out there really quick, uh, take a couple of random sample places, 
stick your finger in the soil, you'll quickly know, did it really dry out or is there still some moisture there? It wouldn't really be to your benefit to go run out there today and start watering everything. I think you'll find that there's probably plenty of moisture there yet. Thank you. And that in the event that they did consider just taking out a couple of five-gallon containers and letting the water seep in? Yeah, as, as always, try not to run off. Water's precious. And a slow soak means it'll get down deep in the soil and help protect those roots from possibly freezing. Um, I think you're going to find that the soil you have out there probably is still fairly damp. And remember, we don't need a swamp. We just need to have moisture there. You may be okay, but it never hurts to check for sure. Okay, but, and it would be too late at this point even to turn the sprinkler system back on for that purpose. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth the effort. Now, talk Wednesday, when it warms up, that may be worthwhile. The other thing is, is there's a 50% possibility of precipitation. Now, that might be sleet, it might be frozen rain, whatever, but it's precipitation. And it will melt into the soil to add moisture. So if you go out and you're like, man, this is a really close decision, I don't think I would worry about it. Too many things are going dormant because they're forced to be so cold. And if we get any kind of precipitation, even a hundredth of an inch on Monday, your plants will be able to pick up that water. Thank you so much for your help. You bet. Thanks for the call, Scott. Yeah, folks, uh, should you go out there and water today? No. You should have watered before today. I don't want you to go out there. I mean, I don't want you to bundle up, you know, like you're heading to the Arctic just so you can water. Your plants will be fine. We've had enough rain, not a huge amount by any means, but it's been spaced out fairly well that you're not going to get a benefit from going out there and watering your plants right now. There is the possibility of precipitation. Now, remember, snow is precipitation. It will wind up melting into the ground as water. Same with um, frozen rain and uh, sleet and things like that. We don't have to run out there today. No, there's no urgent, got to take care of it today. But be prepared once we do start getting a little warmer and nicely, it's not going to be like we're going to suddenly be 80-some degrees. We're going to come up to maybe, maybe 60 and stay cold the other days. When it's above freezing, then you can start looking to see 
Do you need water? Remember, don't guess. Don't just, well, I haven't watered in X number of days. No, put a finger in the soil in several places. Take a hand trowel, drive it into the soil, wiggle it back and forth a little bit so you can get nice and deep and feel what the soil feels like in terms of moisture. There's a difference between a swamp and bone dry. You, you wanna be on the damp side, not the mud side. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. Coming up to the top of the hour, I need a break for the news. I'll catch you on the other side. 